for Sean's 25th birthday. I made him um, notes, 25 notes, all around the house. And uh, Sean finds 24 of the 25 <laughs> notes later that summer when the plumber came to fix my sink. I see him find the note, read the note, eyes get big. And I leave my own home. Because I'm just like, you know what I'm not going to do? This situation. This moment is so awful. And I just head right out the door. I feel fantastic. And I never felt as good as how I do right now. Except for maybe when I think of how I felt that day. When I felt the way that I do right now. Right now. I feel fantastic. And I never felt as good as how I do right now. Except for maybe when I think of how I felt that day. When I felt the way that I do right now. Right now. Right now. So, welcome to Mental Health Moment. Oh, boy. Hi, I'm Emily. I'm Laura, unfortunately. (laughs) (laughs) And today we are um, (laughs) talking about modalities for trauma therapy. Yes, totally. Yes, because uh, contrary to popular belief, there is more than one way to do therapy. Yeah, turns out. Yep. Yep. Lots of different ways. And you kind of go with what the person, the client, is the most comfortable with, because trauma is scary, and whatever makes them feel comfortable, because we're mm-hmm. aiming not to re-traumatize. Right, Emily? Yep. Okay. That is our goal. That's the goal. Yes. Mm-hmm. Uh, and trauma work is tricky, mm-hmm. um, as any client who's been through it, or any clinician that does it knows. Okay. There's kind of lots of different facets, and... You know, I think back to kind of my early career when I thought I was doing good trauma work and mm-hmm. I kind of am like, oh, iffy. Oh, no. Uh, I kind of wish I could give them like a refund. Really? I mean, okay. I think I've actually heard that before that yeah. as time passes, what you think was working might change. Like right. my mom's been told that a bunch of times at all of her little seminars yeah. that she goes to. And I think, you know, it just takes that, it's that whole, the more you practice something like, oh man, the more you're therapy, like, wow, the I more wish. you're like, huh, I really yeah. didn't know what I was doing. Yeah, turns out. Okay, but like I, you know, good intention. Hmm. Right. And if the people at the end of all of that, you know, trial and error still ended up okay, because remember at the end of the day, it's about the relationship with the therapist, Mm -hmm. right? Is that also true for trauma therapy? Uh, yeah. Yeah. But I think it takes a little bit more that like with trauma therapy, you want to make sure that it's going in the right way. Right. There's a lot more um, ways it could it could take a turn because you take could accidentally trigger someone, right? Right. Okay. And not know it. Yep. And so it, it can be a little tricky. And even now, you know, I think there's situations where, you know, I, I feel like I'm being really transparent with a client and mm-hmm. maybe the client's just not in that place yet. Mm-hmm. Um, and maybe sometimes I push too hard oh, to gosh. know stuff or, um, you know, and I, it's that whole... The client doesn't really want to talk about it, but they kind of mm. want me to mind read, and I'm not a mind reader right. at all. And so it's just that whole, like, Ugh. And they don't even know Ugh. that they want you to mind read. Right. They just know they're scared, and they don't want to... Right, they don't and know they feel do. yucky about it, and they don't yeah. want to talk about it. Right. Darn. Yeah. So, uh, let's talk about different modalities. So, there's there's a few really popular ones out there. Okay. There is trauma-focused cognitive behavioral therapy. Okay. And that one it consists of learning a lot of like how your thoughts are affecting you right now. Okay. And then you learn coping skills and you learn and then at the end you it's kind of like a form of exposure therapy. So you write out your narrative and then you read it over and over and over and over really? until it doesn't affect you anymore. Interesting. Actually, okay, because I... And that's also 
and that's usually used with kiddos. With adults, it's called cognitive processing therapy. Cognitive processing. I printed off articles. Um, Google. Gosh. Yay, Google. Um, dang it. I think only... I think I didn't get one of them that I meant to, but I did read one that uh, they were experimenting with how do people's narratives change uh, before therapy and then after therapy. The narratives don't necessarily get longer, but mm-hmm. they found, because people were doing you know different modalities and everything, and also... It, it's not as if you're just going to have everything come back to you in like way cool detail because remember it was encoded differently. Right. Um, sometimes the memory comes back and just more neutral words are used or more, more intense words are used. Cause sometimes people want to call it what it is, you know, it depends yes. on the person. And then, but they said there was always new information from the, yes. the, from the therapy and people seemed calmer about the narrative, regardless of whether or not the language was more, this way or that or yeah exactly and Mm -hmm. it's it's that's interesting that you said that sometimes people they read it over and over and then it doesn't bother them anymore like that's part of how that works for some people they they like it Mm -hmm. yeah and um with that it's a very structured form of trauma therapy yes so i mean there's actually like booklets that you do week by week by week i mean it is very structured uh so for some of our more maybe linear or logical, analytical-minded mm-hmm. people, that pathway usually is feels safest for them. Wow. Okay. Because Even though it would make someone else scream because they'd be like, oh, are you kidding me? That right. would, That's awful. I hate that. Right. Yeah. Okay. Yeah. So, uh, so that's really effective, and all the research shows that it's really effective as far as um, people recovering kind of long-term. Wow, good. Uh, because, it, you know, at the end, and I've had people that do TFCBT, that's <clears throat> trauma-focused cognitive behavioral therapy, or CPT, cognitive processing therapy, and after they have read their narrative, and we've edited their narrative, and then they've reread their narrative, etc., <laughs> at the end they're like, you know, it's amazing that I can talk about it now without yeah. it freaking like, you having out. all these physical symptoms to freak me out. Wow. Yeah. yeah. Oh, that, that actually kind of makes a lot of sense to me because so. I can sometimes be a linear person, even mm-hmm. with all the ADD. I, I totally feel that. That's awesome. So yeah. that, that's one that, um, so when you are looking at, okay, I've had some trauma and mm-hmm. I kind of feel like pretty messed up inside. Mm-hmm. Um, and I think I need some therapy to deal with it. You know, you can ask the therapist like, okay, so with trauma therapy, what modalities do you use or what do you do to help people? Right. And if they say TFCBT or CPT, so trauma focused CBT, um, cognitive processing therapy or, um, EMDR, which mm-hmm. we'll talk about for a second, um, somatic experiencing, which is a lot of what I do. Um, that person clearly knows what's up if they know all right. of those. Yeah. So n- make sure that, you know, again, you are hiring this therapist to help you. Right. And so you need to find a therapist that is a good fit for you that knows their stuff. Their man. stuff. Absolutely. Cause, um, and they give you options yep. that will work for you. Not saying that, you know, some therapist that is just like, nope, I just do TFCBT. will research it. And yeah, maybe that's like your favorite that's thing. You're yeah. like, let's do this because I've seen a lot of success with it. Right. So. Yeah. But you don't, do you not do that as much? Um, you know, I would say it really just depends on the person. Right. I mean, you get I a feel for people. Yeah. And, yeah. and I think, I mean, I know this sounds cheesy, but I think kind of, you know, the more you kind of get settled in your work and your modalities and what really is grooving for you, mm-hmm. like the universe just kind of like kind of matches people up to kind of come through. Oh, that's awesome. That it's just like, that are more like 
oh yeah, let's do it this way and let's do it this way and stuff like that. Yeah, so, they kind of roll within. Yeah, yeah, are drawn to you because you're putting it out there, kind of. Yeah, yeah. You're just like kind that. of putting that. It's like the secret, you know, putting that energy out there. Like, yeah, I do this. Yeah, good and at this. And if you build it, they will come. Listen. Yes. <laughs> totally. It's Except totally that's actually like kind of true. Of it is. It's actually weird because it. It actually probably is true. <laughs> yeah. Yeah. So I have done TFCBT with people. Mm-hmm. Uh, it, it works really well for kids or adolescents. Uh-huh. So, because it is very structured. Yeah. And that usually is very helpful for kiddos. Because kids sometimes trouble. find structure comforting, right? It's very comforting for kiddos. Okay. So, so there's that one. There's let's, that one. Let's do the one that I always forget. It sounds like electronic dance music, EDM, yes. but it's not. It's EMDR. EMDR. Okay. Uh-huh. So mm. it's... I mean, uh, Electronic Music Dance Revolution? Yes. That's, that's exactly what, what it is. That's what I think it sounds like. Eye um, movement desensitization reprocessing. Yes. I've heard about this one. And I've heard... Um, people think it's weird because it has the eye thing, but I hear the underlying like goals of it are so... Would be so broadly helpful to almost anyone that of course it works. It's like the mm-hmm. eye thing is just like a physical thing to help you focus and stuff or whatever. But like... Right. Oh, it's a really good sound. I really like it. I, yeah. I so it. EMDR, it's also an evidence-based therapy, mm-hmm. just like cognitive behavioral therapy. Right. Um, and studies have shown that it is just as effective. Yeah. So the goal of EMDR is to reduce the long-lasting effects of distressing memories. Okay. So you kind of go at it in a different way um, and kind of go into it with, like, how does the brain want to process it. Yeah. And so you process it a little bit different. You don't have to talk about it. It's, it's, and you know, I am not trained in it. Yeah. And so I don't know a ton about it, but I do know several clinicians. Well, do it. Yes. And who are amazing at it. Yeah. Um, And so I think it would be helpful just down the road to have them come in and talk about it. Oh, totally. Because they are, they are so skilled in it. And can I make a pitch too? There's a podcast called, uh, psychology in Seattle that I really love. Um, except for, I only love the episodes where he's just teaching cause he's a teacher at uh, university of something rather in Washington. Mm-hmm. Um, as like, he teaches therapists how to be therapists. And so he did an episode on E D wait, E M D R. Yep. I want to say. Um, and he explained it in a way that made me not think it was just like kooky eye movements. Like it was like, no, this works. He, do- he also doesn't do it, but he, um, you know, because he teaches, he, he knows, he knows about, about it. it. That's a really good episode. So if you want to find a little bit more out in the interim, cause you're like, wait, but I wanted to know all the answers now go to psychology in Seattle and find that episode. It wasn't that long ago. It's gotta be in the last six months. He posted it. It might be a premium episode. So just like donate $5 or $1 or whatever. And you will have access to it for at least a month. Just throwing it out there. I really, I really like that guy. He teaches me yeah. lots of different subjects. He also does like the psychology of Circe from Game of Thrones. So if you're into that also, it's fun. Huh. Anywho, that's a good pitch. Cause very cool. Yeah. yeah. So it made and, me like it. And I there's lots of stuff out there on the interwebs yes. about EMDR. Yeah. If you're going to look at EMDR, there is, there's a, um, an EMDRIA, that's the International Association for okay. EMDR. Uh, yeah. They have lots of information on their website. You can also go to Bessel van der Kolk's website. He's cool. like 
he invent the it? guy. No, he, but he is a huge proponent of it and he does research about it. Okay. So, cool. so his he can stuff explain like, to you why hey, it works. This is why this works. Right. Exactly. Yeah. yeah. Um, and so that's great. Uh, the other, another form of therapy. So there's a couple others. So there's hypnotherapy, mm-hmm. um, which I utilize a lot. Yeah. So that stuff's cool, but again, yeah. you got to get a therapist who knows what they're doing. Mm-hmm. And um, you got to really trust somebody to let them hypnotize you, man. Right. I know. Right. So we should do a is- live Instagram of you hypnotizing me, except for I'd be so scared. I'd be so scared. <laughs> I don't know if I could do it. Yeah. I don't know if you'd let me do that because Mm-mm. you, it'd be like too vulnerable. Yeah. That's a, that's a lot. Plus I'm not really sure how you use hypnotherapy. It's to, it, does it calm people down? Is yeah. that typically how it works? Okay. So you just get people into, you're not making them jump up and down no, on no, one no, foot no, no. or anything? And the thing about <sighs> hypnotherapy, clinical hypnotherapy, uh-huh. you know, and I like to explain to people before any of that they happens, yeah. is, hey, clinical hypnotherapy, you have to remember that you are in control the whole time. Yeah. No and one's actually taking over no, your brain. Come nobody on. is. No. And, and, it's, and it's done in a very safe way where you can just kind of process your trauma in a, in a different way, kind of more on a subconscious level, but See, I would in like a that. way that, um, that you don't, that you can do it in a very relaxed state. Yeah. And the biggest goal of trauma therapy is if you can relax your body and tell people about what happened, mm-hmm. then you have successfully done treatment. Not that you have to tell people, but if you wanted to, but if you had to, if you had to, you could, because you you know, exactly. Because you know, if you have to talk about hard stuff, you know exactly how to calm yourself down. You know exactly how to get into that parasympathetic parasympathetic nervous system right. when you feel triggered on like a really profound level. Cause trauma is like extra. Yeah. So it's like extra. So, and that's yeah. the goal of trauma therapy is teaching you how to relax yourself. Right. So you don't get re-traumatized oh, because yeah. the more stressed you are when you talk about trauma, mm-hmm. the more re-traumatized, the more risk you are at for re-traumatization. Right. And so, that um, makes sense the way hypnotherapy would be work though. Cause it, okay. People use hypnotherapy for like when they give birth to babies. Yeah. And if you can overcome like crazy amounts of pain and things, um, you're, it really must be a calming thing and like getting into that headspace can be really calming. And so if you're Mm -hmm. really proficient at that, I can see how that would help you stay calm. Even when you're feeling like you just interacted with a trigger or whatever mm-hmm. you came across the trigger. What's the, you just were triggered, right? You can yeah. just make it. Sound you just got triggered. You mm-hmm. just got triggered. Right. Okay. This is triggering. Yeah. It's yeah. triggering. There you go. Verbing. Uh, Verbing. So <laughs> let's get to the, my favorite one though. Cause I'm super stoked about the somatic. Yeah. So there's that the somatic so experiencing. Uh, I also do this a lot, but if you want to read more about it, Peter Levine, mm-hmm. he is your go-to guy. So yes. he has the somatic experiencing institute or something similar something to that. Like that uh and he is the guy that does that and it's something um, about a tiger he has a book something about a tiger waking the tiger waking the tiger yep. and the great stuff about peter levine is you can look on youtube and you can find um like some of his sessions that he's done oh my gosh with, that's so cool with somatic experiencing and so you can actually see somebody um process that and that's i am totally cool. gonna watch that because that it's, sounds awesome and of course, i totally geeked out on it yeah like, oh my gosh and bless those people for like i'm sure he got permission oh, yeah. to do that but like how awesome that they're so confident in their ability to like now be calm about it that they're like yeah you can use this mm-hmm. i want to help other people too like that is so awesome i love yeah. that so how somatic yeah. experiencing work or 
uh, the stuff behind somatic experiencing. And a lot of research has also supported uh, Peter Levine's stuff is the body stores trauma, the body stores emotions, the body stores memories, Mm -hmm. and it stores it anywhere in your body. Um, And so what happens is, like, Peter Levine's theory is, okay, so if you go out and you observe an animal and, like, wildlife and stuff, like, they're constantly in this place where they're constantly being, like, life or death, life or death, life mm-hmm. or death, death. Constantly. Like, I'm either yeah. being attacked or I'm going to be, somebody's going to try Like how the giraffes maybe, won't chill. They, like, right. give birth standing up in case they have to make a run for it. Right. They're like, I have no chill. I'm just going to be a giraffe all this day. This is just, yep. this, this is, is how me now. Yep. Yeah. But what he noticed and what the researchers, he and other researchers noticed is after an animal has been through a traumatic event, mm-hmm. they literally shake it off. Oh my gosh. Their bodies like shake it off Mm -hmm. and that's the animal's equivalent of processing the emotion. Oh my gosh. That's so cool. Because that, that energy has to go somewhere. Mm -hmm. Um, it's got to get out of your body. Yes. Mm. And so what he's found is, okay, so that's happening with them. What's happening with us? Well, yeah, we don't usually shake it off. No, we because don't. we're taught to not shake it off. We're not. We're taught to not feel it at that moment. We're taught to be like, Ugh, I'm gonna put a pin in this forever, and then I'm have this incomplete emotion it. circle, and right. like whatever. Yeah, right. that's us. And so somatic oh, experiencing humans. it teaches you how to kind of access those emotions. Yeah, um, it's kind of like uh, some guided imagery stuff. Cool. I'm actually weirdly so, way into that, even though I know yeah. that's really unexpected for who I am as a person. <laughs> but, like, but I could totally see it. Yeah, you yeah. could totally see it. Uh-huh. Yeah. Uh, so you kind of get into this headspace, and uh, the therapist will take you through, and you will identify uh, where an emotion is in your body. And this works really, oh gosh, really, so really cool. well for creative types. So if you kind of like the art stuff and you kind of, uh, do more of like that, like I'm a writer, I'm a poet or I'm a dancer or whatever. Like yeah. if you kind of have that creative drive, this is usually a really good form of therapy yes. to process stuff. Oh, sounds so uh, cool. The great part about this is you actually don't have to talk about the trauma. You just have to talk about what the emotion feels like inside your body. Okay, that sounds like a dream. That sounds awesome. I can see how this is a favorite. I can see how, like... I feel like this is is really popular. Yeah, Yeah. and, like, people like it and are responding really well to it. Because it... How long has it been around? A long time. Really? But it's really gaining popularity. It's having a vogue moment. Totally. Yeah, it totally is having a vogue moment. But it's very well researched. That means there's been a lot of research on it. A lot of evidence-based research. So, you know, and, um, and it's really, really cool to see people's different reactions. Yeah. And, uh, like I do kind of a combination of things in sessions. So I do kind of like a, it's like a guided imagery, hypnotherapy, somatic thing. That sounds so cool. Like I just kind of combine them, Mm -hmm. but, uh, basically, so I'm just going to totally geek out, but do it. I'm I'm living for it. Uh This one will be a little bit longer. You're welcome. Yeah, you're welcome, man. (laughs) (laughs) So what we do is, you know, I have them kind of go into a place of hypnotic relaxation. And basically all that means is that they're really deeply relaxed. Mm -hmm. And so they're pretty chill. And then uh, we, I say, okay, so in your mind's eye, uh, visualize yourself as kind of an explorer in your body. So, and some people are like, 
kind of like the magic school bus. I was like, just yes. going to say, absolutely. Uh-huh. Okay, okay. You're exploring your own body. You're yeah. shrunken down. Miss and, Frizzle. Mm-hmm. And Ready. then we'll maybe say, okay, so earlier in the session you talked about uh, feeling really frustrated or really mad or really angry or sad or whatever the emotion is. I'll be like, if that emotion had a place in your body, where would it be? Mm-hmm. And it's fascinating because people will say all sorts of different things. Well, it's in my throat. It's in my chest. It's in my head. You know, and so then I'll be like, okay, let's look at that. And so then we use our senses to kind of make this, um, like emotion into kind of a thing, like to turn it into an object. So, you know, if that emotion had a color, what color would it be? If that emotion had a texture, what texture would it be? If that emotion had a shape, what would it be? And so we kind of process it that way and they kind of have this thing. And then I say, okay, now you get to ask it. It a question and you get to ask you a question and it's if you could ask it a question what would you what would it want to be what would it want to have happen uh-huh and if you could ask you a question what would you want to have happen to it Wait, and whoa the answers are fascinating oh my gosh this sounds like a dream like it's i love this so cool it kind of sounds like I just learned about narrative therapy, also on psychology in Seattle, where when you, it's kind of like you depersonalize something that yeah. you've been worrying about. Like, I have depression, depression. Oh, it's so scary. And it's like, okay, well, that's not who you are. So we're going to take it out of you and then describe it. Exactly. And then you, it kind of helps people deal with it differently because mm-hmm. it's no longer this big identifying thing. It's not right. living in them or whatever. I love this. Ooh. And it's like, yeah. I love that it like deals with your like subconscious or that you're in a really relaxed state so you can be chill and mm-hmm. not have your overactive, uh, freaked out brain, the, what is it? Sympathetic nervous yeah. system brain freaking out. Yeah. Oh, this is so cool. I'm so way into this. it's just, it's, it's like a really, really cool session because it's like, um, people's emotions have all sorts of answers yeah. and people have all sorts of answers for their emotions. Like I've had people be like, uh, I need to like rip it up or I need to throw it away or I need to put it in a box or I need to burn it or I need to throw it in a pit or wow. it needs to sit there or I need to shrink it down. I need to make it bigger. I mean, so cool. it's very fascinating, like, because you just get so into this kind of that depersonalization state yes. where you're like, okay, this emotion isn't really part of me. It's kind of separate from me. Mm-hmm. And now I can do something about it. Oh my gosh, I love this so much. And it is, it is like the coolest process to witness. Do you only have to do it like one time or do you do a couple sessions? Or uh, like- it depends on the stuff. Like some people have uh, a lot of stuff yeah. and if it works for them, we'll just do it every couple sessions. Yeah. Usually they'll do that. And because it's a really intense form of therapy. Yeah. Uh, like you, when you're done, you're like, oh, exhausted mm, emotionally. I'm tired. Yeah. Tired. And so, yeah. So, uh, oh my gosh, that's so cool though. their next sessions, usually what I call a kind of a fluffy session. Oh, yeah. So we maybe just take it of, down a notch in terms of intensity. Right. Like, and, oh boy. um, but usually people experience relief, pretty quickly after the first session. Wow. Which is why people, probably why people like it. Cause sometimes, um, if you've hit a roadblock, you mm-hmm. need something like that. Where like talk therapy is amazing and yeah. it can get through some things need to be processed or it feels better to process it that way. But then there are some right. things where it's like, it would feel so much better if you could just do it like this. Yeah. So they reach a point where they're like, why am I not making progress? That may be the time you want to try Something else. Yeah. That's A different modality. And so I just think it just gives people more options to kind of deal with stuff because, you know, talk therapy can do a lot of stuff. Yep. Uh, But, you know, with all this research of like 
you know, our bodies are just holding on to all this stuff. Gotta get it out, man. You gotta get it out. And so you gotta figure out how you can get it out for you. Oh my so, gosh, I love this. Yeah. It's so good. Thank you. So, uh, that is our time yes. for tonight. But if you guys have questions... Oh yeah, please or... please join the discussion. Or, you you know, I'm thinking maybe sometimes people don't want to write directly on Instagram, like publicly... Do a little direct message. Oh, yeah. Just like DM attach us. it. Yeah, DM us. Do you see how fancy I am? Oh, yeah. You like, know the words now? DM. I just got on... Or PM. PM. Prime Minister? Or private message? There you go. Is that on Facebook? That's a Facebook okay. thing. Okay. I just know. got on Facebook. I speak lingo. Yeah. You know? So I don't know all the things that I'm like, this is going to be embarrassing. But yeah. Um, yeah. You could do that and like send us something privately and we could... We we would love if people were like, can you please do an episode on whatever? Excellent. We'll be all over mm-hmm. it. Totally. Yes. I'll do yes. all the Googles. Whatever you want. Yes. So Yay. make sure to follow us on Facebook, Mental Health Moment. Follow us on Instagram, Mental Health Moment. Join our discussion group on Facebook. Oh, yeah. Yes. We love having people post stuff like what's worked for them. Yeah. That's really cool to just kind of go through and you're like, oh, cool. cool. That does. That's awesome. I'm going to order that. Uh, yep. Yeah. And we'd like to thank Jeff Jonathan mm-hmm. Holton for our music. And we will see you next week. Bye. Bye. I feel fantastic, and I never felt as good as how I do right now. Except for maybe when I think about what I felt that day, when I felt the way that I do right now, right now. I feel fantastic, and I never felt as good as how I do right now. Except for maybe when I think about what I felt that day, when I.